Thank you so much for sharing that story. Such a good job, Walter and family. Thank you. I have loved reading this book with my two children. That story we have heard is based on a parable that's in the Bible, which Jesus told to his disciples. It's in Matthew 13, verse 44. I would like all of us to go to Matthew 13, verse 44. Is everyone there? Let me get all of us. There's books in front of you, or use your phone. And what I'd like to do is I'd like to, all of us to read it out together. Even if we've got different versions, I think it'd be great if we can all read it out together. So it's page, yeah, 980 if you're, are we there? Are most of us there? You can put your hand up if you're there. Oh, great job. Excellent work. Excellent work. <laughs> Are we there? It looks like we're there. Right, ready. All together, nice and loud. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. Then in his joy, went and sold all he had for that field. And the next bit. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away, sold everything he had, and bought it. Thank you so much. So there we have it. We have two parables in three short verses. On face value, these stories have a lot of similarities. And we might read these two stories as having the same meaning. However, when I was reading these parables again, I believe that there is a big difference between the two. So let's start at the beginning of the first parable. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure. I'm going to say it and I want you to say it. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure. Great. Love audience participation. Uh, Already today, we have seen some of the precious things that our children treasure. Wasn't that so lovely to witness them sharing what they treasure with us? A friend once told Dan that once their son's most precious teddy got left behind at nursery one night. The boy was inconsolable the entire night. He screamed throughout the night, Mummy, I don't want you. I only want Dog Dog. That's a pretty precious teddy. So treasure can look very different to each one of us. What are the treasures that you have in your own life? Is it your family? your status, having a secure job, a Nintendo Switch, your new iPhone, or maybe taking pride in your stylish home. We all have things we treasure. I'm sure the man in this parable had other treasures as well. However, when he found the treasure in the field, when he found the kingdom of heaven, he was willing to give it all away. An example of someone in the Bible who gave up everything for the kingdom of heaven is a man called Paul. Paul had everything. He was born into status. He was well-known, intelligent, respected. Paul had it all. However, one day when he was on the way to Damascus to persecute Christians, God came and met him. It was an encounter with God that Paul found his most precious treasure in, his most precious treasure, a treasure that was worth giving up everything for. 
Later on, whilst he was in prison, Paul writes to the Philippians. He says in Philippians 3 verse 8, Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as rubbish so that I can gain Christ. I wonder if he was thinking of that farmer in a field when he said this. That's a pretty big challenge to us. Is Jesus your treasure today? Is he worth your everything? Or is he an add-on? Something nice and wholesome to get us out on a Sunday. I would like to highlight to you something in the text that should not be passed over. It says that the farmer, in his joy, he gave everything. Jesus is so valuable. Relationship with him is so precious that you can joyfully leave the things of this world behind because Jesus is so much greater. However, maybe some of you are questioning this today. Why? Why is Jesus worth everything? Sure, he may have been a good teacher, but why is Jesus worth everything that's dear to me? Well, I actually think the answer of that lies in the second parable. Um, I'm just going to read. Let's read the first bit of the second parable again. The kingdom of heaven is like a merchant. The kingdom of heaven is like a merchant. It does not say the kingdom of heaven is like a pearl, but the merchant. So who is Jesus in the second parable? Is he the pearl or is he the merchant? I believe Jesus may have been putting himself in this story as the merchant. So if we think about that, what does that make us? That makes us the pearl of great price. Isn't that incredible? And what does the merchant do for the pearl? The merchant sells everything. He gives up everything. Does this sound familiar? Jesus, the Messiah, the King of Kings, creator of the universe, comes down to earth, gives up everything, his glory in heaven, and instead chooses humiliation. He pays the ultimate price for you. He pays the price of death on a cross. We are his pearl of great price. And he paid the ultimate price to save us. There are further differences between these two parables as well. The farmer, by grace, stumbles across the treasure. That's quite like us, isn't it? By grace, we stumble across Jesus. But the merchant, he has been looking. He has a plan. The merchant is an expert, a connoisseur of pearls, if you will. He understands what the pearl is worth and what it will cost him. Like the merchant, Jesus knows you. He values you. And he has a plan to purchase you so that you can have relationship with him. Let me give you a few verses to support this. In Deuteronomy 14 verse 2, it says... For you are a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord has chosen you to be a people for his treasured possession. And in 1 Corinthians 6 verse 20, for you were bought with a price. 
we know Jesus paid the purchase price. He has paid it for you today that you may have relationship with him. Therefore, we can give up everything because he has given everything for us. He has made a way for us. We love him like the farmer because he first loved us like the merchant, giving everything. So we can give him our failures, our insecurity, all of our weakness, our desires for earthly things, and instead we get his mercy, his strength, and his comfort in a time of need and eternal love. To me, that sounds like a pretty good swap. And maybe you're asking how. How do we let go of everything and put Jesus first in our lives? And really, that's a whole other preach. But my suggestion as a first step today would be to start by getting alongside the people that you admire in the faith and asking what they do. Get into a life group and learn from those around you. Iron sharpens iron. I just want to finish with a prayer. So let's close our eyes and pray today. Lord Jesus, thank you for, that you gave everything for us. Thank you that you have paid the ultimate price for us and that you see us as your pearl of great price. Lord Jesus, help us to always remember what treasure what great treasure we have in our relationship with you. And forgive us, Lord. Forgive us when we get distracted by the things of this world and help us to know the joy of putting you first in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.